and welcome to How's My Fringe. I'm Lata Popola. And I'm Josh Foister. And this is How's My Fringe. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'd do it like a news reporter this week. It makes it, it just mixes it up. So this is a podcast where we talk about uh, fringe shows that we've seen and we review them and we talk about other things. But this week's a bit different because um, we didn't see anything. So we, don't, we haven't had time, but no. we've decided to make it exciting yeah. for you. So we asked you guys, what do you want to hear about? Do you want to hear about our favorite show or do you want to hear about our least favorite show? And unsurprisingly, <laughs> it was a very overwhelming least favorite show and I decision. I cannot wait. <laughs> Everyone loves a good rant. Because a bad show like sticks with you. Yeah, as well. it does. Like, it really like it haunts you. I've been <laughs> I've been ranting about this show every chance I get. So I'm excited to do it on a podcast, have it recorded, uh, and have some people really disagree with me. Would you Would you like to start? I would not. Would no, I think you don't you want should, to start. No, I think you should start. Sick. That's I think rock mine's and roll a with very this. controversial decision. Is yours quite a new one then? Is yours quite? Because no. my, my show is like one that I watched. How many years ago would it be now? It would have been. I watched this show six years oh ago. Oh my god! I watched my show six years ago. Did you really? <laughs> yeah. I did. My. I'd love it if it's the same show. Oh, I'd love that. I, where where did you watch yours? Where did be. you watch yours? No. Once I say it, we'll know where what it is. So just go. Oh, but I really don't know where it is. I want to I'm okay. gonna. So it's I, only like. So I watched mine six years ago right. at the Edinburgh Fringe. Right. So I didn't watch it there. Fair so enough. Fine. This show was called. Rabbit Heart. I, I, I don't know if it still exists. I don't know. I, 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 I fucking hope it isn't. But, <laughs> but it, it existed for a while. It, this, this was on. I, I won't give you the venue just in, just because I don't want to put a bad name on the venue. Mm-hmm. But this show did not deserve to be in this venue. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I can't even really fathom what the show was. It was, it, I, it was, for, it was gig theatre. So the premise of the show was it was about this. It was about this band that were like sort of becoming big and then it had like they had like a weird agent and they were like doing cheesy songs that they didn't want to do. That was like the basic, basic right. premise. But it was awful because you know, I think it was just before the year as well. Before. What's gig theatre? Just explain it. So gig theatre is where like a show is. So it's basically a gig. So you get it quite big now. So like high rise theatre, a company that do shows that are like gig theatre. So they do shows where it's basically like a like a concert. Right. So basically, it's not normally gig okay. theatre. It's just like it's where it's concert, but like with story in it mm-hmm. and something. And like that's a very vague term, but that's yeah. normally what it is. It's normally is a band or singing, but it's not musical. It's not a musical show. It was, yeah. but it's like a band leading it or something like that. Yeah. And so this one, but the, the band was like in itself. The band was weird because like the, because clearly it was before like actor musicians was like <laughs> was like a real big thing, and like they were because like now they're like ten a penny. Like so many actors play instruments, and so many people oh, are trained. All to All our this. actor and musician listeners are going to be so happy to hear that oh, they're yeah. ten a penny. <laughs> <laughs> actors are though. Actors are. People forget like you forget every year. You think of this, right? Every year. Yeah, no. I have thought of this. We've both graduated drama school. Of course we've thought about the fact that we are one of, like, fucking thousands of people. The the fact behind it is there is, give or take, depending on what your class is one, there's around about 15, like, big drama schools across Mm. the country, right? And every single one of them have an average, like, year of, like, give or take on the course, like, let's say 20. Some have 30 of them, some have 15, depending on where you go, what you do. Like, most drama schools also have, like multiple performance courses 
There's it's, actors, exactly. after musos, so musical theatre. So minimum theater. each year there is, do you think just from one school there could be a minimum of like 90 students being graduated each year? And if people know that's like there's hundreds and hundreds yeah. and hundreds of graduates every year going into the industry just for you to be aware of. Just in case you weren't sure. Just in case you weren't <laughs> sure just how big the competition is. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a... It's, it's, it's a big. bleak reality out there. <laughs> <laughs> and, and now we're producers. <laughs> because we didn't like that. We were like, oh no. There's too many of me in this room. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, so continue. So, so yeah, so they, so they weren't actor musicians, these yeah. people. These, the, the people in the band very clearly were just musicians. Very right. clearly. Because they only had to do very, very small bits of acting. Mm-hmm. Like there was a bit where one of them had to pretend to die. And genuinely, <laughs> it was one of the... F- like, it wasn't meant to be funny. But objectively, it was probably one of the funniest deaths I've ever seen in my life. And it really shouldn't have been. But there was, like, this rabbit that... There was no context to it. Like, I couldn't tell whether it was trying to be gig theatre, whether it was trying to be, like, some sort of, like, meta, like show about like what music and the industry does to people because it was just there was like this asian character that was like on only on the big screen who is the agent and it was just like but they were like they were very like over the top and then there was like this ra- person in a rabbit suit with like white gloves on that i mean like he came out once and cooked a heart like he he, he came out at one point and literally just walked up and down on this one like catwalk for maybe about it was 20 some minutes. like postmodern take that you just weren't you know you just weren't on their level i'm a very open-minded man when it comes to <laughs> theater i'll watch anything and i've watched some weird weird shows and i can still i can still enjoy them and like for, even if they're saying it hasn't got a story to it i can still enjoy it even if it's wacky wacky live art stuff i can do, deal with it this was nothing it was just <laughs> nothing. Was nothing it literally was nothing it wasn't trying to be it wasn't being experimental <laughs> enough that it was being like like i was going oh this is quite this is out there it was just that it was all all it really had for it. It was selling the fact that it was in like a huge space. The fact that it was on like a catwalk, like an L-shaped catwalk, that's that somehow was like special. <laughs> and because there was it was a live band. And no, ah, oh, no, this is the this is the other thing that annoyed me about it. You so it was like it was this gig theatre thing, so the whole show was just this band playing and then this rabbit literally just walking <laughs> about. Like that literally was the show, and occasionally this a- Asian agent would come on and do his bit. I was just like, I don't get what's going on. But the whole thing, the reason why it was so big at the time was because it was all done in silent disco form. So you all, oh, so you all had these headphones on, right. but you were listening to the band in. Yeah. But then there was a point during the show where I went, hold up a minute. And I like took my headphones off and it's just the band playing in front of me. And I went, why have I got these headphones on? There's no reason. There's literally, I don't get anything. Like... And again, like you would think, oh, okay, maybe when the agent comes onto the screen, maybe that's how you hear. It. But then you take it off, you can still hear the agent on the screen. So that's I was like, hilarious. these headphones are pointless. And it was sold as like, oh my god, I can't believe it. They've got like these headphones that you can listen to the band on. It's like, yes, but you can hear the band. They are redundant. They don't do anything. The only good bit that ended it is that they had this rabbit character that yeah. was involved in it, which again. I wouldn't even use it as a... It wasn't even like an Alice in Wonderland metaphor for, like, the rabbit. It wasn't even that because he didn't do anything. He literally just walked, cooked a heart, went off. 
and he and like an actual heart, like an actual like uh. clearly got it from the butcher's heart, like weird stuff. But he had like these. There was a bit again, no no reason, no context to it. He just did it, just like chucked a load of ping like ping pong balls out, like right. orange ping pong. No, it was that. No, it wasn't ping. What it was white ping pong balls. He like threw them out. And there was a point, I think, when he was cooking the heart, he took his, like, white gloves off and he, like, threw them. And one of them landed near me. So I went, oh, fucking have that. So I, like, took it. I've still got it now. Somewhere at home, I've got this white glove from that show just because I was like, ah, well, it's a nice memento to remember it by. But that, 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 that to me was just, I think it was just so lost in what it was trying to be. I think it, it was just a show that clearly had, like, some cool ideas in it. But then they just did not know where to go with it. I just... I can't imagine them pitching this to any investor and no. being like, we're going to have the audience with these Bluetooth headphones, but also they're not going to do anything. Mm. And the whole point is that it was like, because it, it was a big venue, there was like a hundred of us in there at the time. So like it was a hundred headphones. A hundred headphones. Like decent headphones as well. <sighs> oh and it boy. Just, just made no sense to me whatsoever i could i just we watched it because it looked like the poster was really cool the description made it sound amazing and then you heard about like the headphones you were like oh this sounds so cool and oh my god i i I was so disappointed so Mm. disappointed (laughs) but i learned a lot from it (laughs) i learned not to do any of those things that they did (laughs) yeah it's a it's about learning from other people's mistakes sometimes. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You saw that and you you thought, that's that's wrong. <laughs> well, it's, the, it's that classic cliche, isn't it? Like you learn more from your mistakes than you do from your successes. Yeah, which but is, it's, which is true. it's more fun if it's other people's mistakes. <laughs> yeah, this is what well, I didn't. I I saw this. No, I think my mum told me this. She she once like sat down with me and she was like, "Oh, Lotta, I read this really nice article that said that um, kids." Uh, will learn not only from their mistakes but from your mistakes as a parent as well and I was like great (laughs) what does that mean and she was like just a thought and I was like what what mistakes have you made (laughs) don't just leave it on that so I don't know what she was going on about but what I got from it was that in general in life we learn from other people's mistakes as much as we learn from our own yeah so, true. so maybe that sounds like your life advice for the day what oh I, I think yeah watch loads of people make mistakes <laughs> uh, and make sure you don't do them because it's more fun when it's not your mistakes fair before before we go to your show just because I just yeah. going on the mistake thing and like because we're talking about bad my mom's shows. now gonna message me and be like why did you tell the world that I think I made mistakes in my life Mom, I don't think you've made mistakes in your life. I think your life's really lit, so don't message me about this. Thanks. But you just put a mystery over it. That's what I, mean. <laughs> I didn't know what you meant, Mum. Yeah, I have no idea what she's talking about. I think she's had a great life. My mom's a rock climber. My mom's really co- my mom's so much cooler than me. Okay, Mom, now you can message me and tell me there how I'm go. really great for talking about well, You spun about that. You yeah. spun that quite well. Didn't I? Thanks. But a bit Marketing. on the topic of like <laughs> mistakes and and because we've talked about actors, I just it's a side topic, but I think it's quite interesting. Have you ever had a show where you, you for you personally, it's just gone horrifically wrong, and you've like you've learned a lot, you learned a lot from it, or like you just you understood a lot more about you as an actor or an artist or, so anything, or anything, or just is it just funny I that you messed up had, that badly? I once had a performance, and I thought the performance was awful. Um, but I didn't really have a choice of whether or not to be in it because it was it was part of my course. 
Um, and in this performance, I was given a like 15 minute monologue where I just stood in front of the audience and the monologue was nothing. There was nothing said in it. Like, obviously there was things said, mm -hmm. but it was mostly just waffle and metaphors and like, just like, I could have said it in a sentence. I could have said the essence of the monologue in a sentence. And yet it was somehow carried on for three pages. And um, I think this was the first performance night and I had forgotten to um, take a sip of water right before going on stage. And I was on stage for, for like the entirety of the thing before I say my monologue. So it wasn't like I could just pop off and have a sip of water or anything. So I go on stage and then I'm on stage for like 20 minutes and then my monologue comes up and then all the lights dim and it's just me in a spotlight saying my monologue for 15 minutes. And I start saying my monologue and I'm like, into it and I'm like you have to breathe with it as well and like there's like massive sentences with no breaks and things like that and I'm like having a good time and then suddenly I'm like oh wait a minute am I gonna faint <laughs> <laughs> and then I was stood there and I was still going and I was like okay now let's just get through this and let's not faint um because it turns out I remembered then afterwards that I hadn't had any water that day like an idiot. Yeah. That's so that's the mistake that I made. So this is your, yeah, it's your own, this was, it's your own doing. It was absolutely my own doing. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't uh, make it mean that the show was good or that the monologue was good or that the monologue had a place in the show. But in this particular case, I should have had some water that day. And I didn't, and I almost fainted. Um, and yet, I didn't faint. Finished the entire 15-minute monologue. Um, continued on with the play. Went off stage, had a glass of water. Went out, saw like uh, people from the audience and stuff. And everyone was like... Wow, it was really great that um, you felt, it really felt like you were connecting with the words. I could just see the emotions on your face and da 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 and da da da. And I was like, yeah, thanks. I act. But in my head, I was like, you just saw me nearly die. <laughs> it was great, but then I used that in all the other performances. Nice. Um, I, I maintained the face expressions of someone desperately trying not to faint. Um, but just acted it instead of actually <laughs> feeling it. <laughs> it was great. So that's what I learned. Would you, would you like to know about one, yeah, one go big ahead. mess up I did? So this was a show I did a few, quite a few years ago before I moved to London. It was with an Amdram group, uh, an Amateur Dramatic Society for the full, full title. And we were doing Oedipus. And I was playing oedipus <laughs> and nice. for anyone who doesn't know the story of oedipus is a greek play and it is literally one man talking for like two hours and then yeah. every now and then a chorus comes in and then his wife comes in and then a blind person comes in but it's just him talking to everyone for two hours straight and i had really lost faith very early on in this this show That's i didn't fair. i didn't enjoy the show the people I sort of liked, but I didn't like. I wasn't getting a lot from from any of this, and I was. Just, I, I I was. It was like loads of other factors into it, but it was just not a good experience in general. The show, but I was playing Oedipus, and it was like it was quite a big show because it was part of this thing that was going on. And genuinely, we did the show, and there was like 150 people come to watch each of the two shows that we were doing. And you actually fainted. No, but I have never winged a show more in my life. <laughs> I literally, and, it, and for anyone who doesn't know the play of Oedipus, he, he has probably like about eight speeches in, oh, in wow. it. And honestly, I have never, I've never had to wing a show more in my life. 
And for more of this, not just was I winging the show and I was get, get managing to get pushed through like eight monologues and conversation. But I was just like, ah, let's just see what happens. I'll just, I'm just going to do a bit of Greek to you. We're going to see what happens. But I also was the outfit I was wearing was like these big, like hefty boots, like skin tight black jeans, a white vest, <laughs> black braces and a huge top hat. Because that was the look they were going for <laughs> on the show. Like, like what's, the, what's the wife called oh, in Oedipus? And this was also the thing with this 15-minute monologue I had to do. Yeah. Um, our designer had, like, quit at the start of the production. And our director, uh, sorry if you're listening to this, didn't particularly care about what was going on. Um, and so she was just like, oh, go to the costume store and pick out whatever you want. And I was like, all right, that's a bit weird, but whatever. So I went to the costume store, and I was, like, picking out stuff that I thought fit with my character. And I brought it all out, and I was like, I saw this, I saw this, I saw this. And then she walked into the costume store, and I was like, no, wear this. And brought out this, like, massive, like, I had a gown on, and then I had this massive coat on as well, so I was really weighed down. And also, my gown was, like, like a meter, lo- like, longer than I am. And I was like, oh, will it? Will we have time to like trim this? And she was like, no time. And I was like, great. I'm just going to fall over all the time, I guess. It was terrible. I had the worst time. Anyway. Yeah, that sounds awful. But no wonder you needed the water. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was... Uh, it was, yeah, it was a it was a stressful time. It's um, funny when you think about the shows that were like when I th- when I think about Oedipus because there was also <laughs> if, if I'm dead honest <laughs> straight after Oedipus with the same group I did talented Mr Ripley. Have you ever have you ever no. watched it or read it? It's a, it's really good. It's a really it's a really good film and book. Um, but I played Mr Ripley and he literally Tom Ripley literally on in the play version literally just stands on stage and everything goes around him for the whole play. Right. And I, I again, same <laughs> same context, but for some reason they, I didn't even have to, I didn't audition for either of these parts. I was just given them, so I was just like, oh, okay, cool, great. And then that show, I didn't, really had everything moving around me, and I just, I, I just, I just, I just, I couldn't get through it. <laughs> I just, I had, I've never made up scenes like I was there going, I know, I know what the scene is, I know what happens in the scene, I know my objective, I know what I need to do to her. That will get me through. <laughs> that will get me through to the end of this I scene. I love that. And that was it, and then didn't do a show. And then you became uh, a producer instead. Many years later, <laughs> many years later, I remind myself of that. And All I right, go, can yeah. I start ranting about a show now? Sorry, please? yes. What, so, you. what is your show? That so, was your this is going to be incredibly show. controversial, uh, and I, I can already. Uh, I can already anticipate that I'm going to get messages. I'm going to get people like telling me like you're wrong, um, and I don't care. First of all, because I've been mad about this since 2014 when I watched it, and I'm still mad about it today. So in 2014, I went or 13 maybe, it might have been 2013, and I went and I saw um, the curious incident of a dog in the nighttime. No, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. Right. When did you watch this? I need to check. I watched it exactly, I think, the week before um, the theatre collapsed and they had to shut it down for a little bit. Oh, okay. I should say, because you carry on and then I'll... I will carry on. I already see that Josh disagrees with me. And that's no, fair not enough. Not necessarily disagree, but there's a many, interesting twist. Many people disagree with me, and that's fair enough. Um, my reason for it being my least favourite show ever has nothing to do with... The cast, it has nothing to do with the direction, it has nothing to do with the set, it has nothing to do with the storyline. What my issue is, um, is with the use of live animals. I thought it was completely oh, unnecessary. Okay. 
Um, and to me, it just added unnecessary difficulties and, in fact, suffering to the piece. So they use a live rat. So whatever the kid's name is. I don't know what the kid's name is. I can't remember. Yeah. Knows. So there's a kid, um, and he's autistic. Yeah. And he has a pet rat. And in the show, this show, which is incredibly, like, tech-heavy, and the set moves around a lot, there's loads and loads of lights, there's, like, loads and loads of really loud sounds, they used a live rat in a little tiny cage. Now, fair enough, the live rat got replaced with, a, with like, an empty cage um, during, like, the biggest movement sequences and things like that. But in the beginning, there's very clearly a live rat in the cage mm. and the reason i know this was because i was in one of the first five rows but i am absolutely certain that no one beyond like row eight could actually see that this was a live rat and there was absolutely no reason for it to be a live rat mm. because it was so it was just in the cage at no point did it run anywhere at no point did it do anything i think at one point it runs up his hand or something like that but like that's not it's not necessary it's not necessary to use a live rat for half that. Yeah, than and then I was like, so I've had rats myself, and I know that they're very intelligent creatures, which is probably why they use it in the show. Are we just going to brush past the fact that you, you, you have rats as pets? Oh, oh yeah. Is, is that I, just, I, think, I, don't I don't think that's a normal now. thing. I used to, yeah. I had two, then I had 17, and then I had three. You said that so cash then. Yeah. The fact that you had, like, you had rats as pets. Like, that's yeah. not a normal... That's not a normal. What do you pet. mean? The kid in um, the Curious Dog the Night incident had one. I know, and you're saying it's the worst show you've ever seen. So there you yeah, go. Yeah, but <laughs> not because he had a pet rat, because we could have used a toy rat on stage, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they used a real one. And then, so I was, I, because I kind of, because I've had pet rats, which I consider to be a normal pet, Josh, um, I sort of recognized that this was probably not ideal for the rats. Um, but everyone was like, oh, surely it's fine, whatever, whatever. Um, but at that point, I had already switched off from the show because I was like, this is unnecessary. I don't understand why this is happening. And to prove my point, um, I then read an article like months later that was like, oh, the second or third, I think they were called like Martins or Marvins or whatever. But basically the second or third rat that they had used had died of cancer. Like they were all dying of cancer and cancer in rats. And they were dying at the age of like a year or a year and a half. And a healthy rat can live up to like three or five years. Yeah, yeah. So it was very evident to me and like I think anyone with common sense that these rats were under a tremendous amount of stress and that is why their lifespan was so much shorter than the average rat's lifespan. So to me, I'm like, I don't see the point for like the f entertainment of the first three rows to have a live rat on stage. Mm. And then they also have a live puppy on stage, which people are like, oh, but they all get adopted, yada, 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 yada. The time span for a live puppy to be used on stage in that state, because they always had a young dog at the end of the play, um, and from, I read this article and I've tried to find it now, but I couldn't find it now, but I think they went through like two or three dogs in the West End run alone. And they've also had a Broadway run and they've also had a tour run yeah, yeah, yeah. and like, yeah, of course you could say, oh, but all these puppies are getting adopted, all of this, all of that. But what, like at the scale that this show is at, we're using far too many dogs. We're enabling far too many breeders when there's so many dogs that need homes and shelters and stuff. Yeah. So this is why I, ve this is my all time least favorite show. 
So I, I, I don't I even really that. know much about the story because that's what I was focusing on. Also, I went to the theatre at the same time as Rupert Grint and I met Rupert Grint. Did you really? Yeah, that, so that was, a, that was a nice twist to the ending. Do you know, it's, do you know it's based where I'm from? Is it? Yeah, so they're like, before, because you know he goes to London. Yeah. But it's based in Swindon. Oh, that's, that's where cool. it's like, because he, uh, which you know, I always find so strange, so strange the fact that that play is based in Swindon or like he's from Swindon mm. or lives in Swindon, whichever way it is. So yeah, we want to go back to the fact that I used to have rats. So I got two rats from a very dodgy pet shop when I was younger. Um, and one of them became really aggressive and really fat. And I was like, that's wild, Linda. Her name was Linda. I was like, that's wild, Linda. Why are you this aggressive? <laughs> and then one morning I wake up and I hear loads and loads of squeaking. And I'm like, why is there so much squeaking in my room? And I look into the cage and Linda has given birth to 15 baby rats. No. Yeah. Like she had not, like both of my rats were female. She had gotten pregnant in yeah, the pet yeah. store and then just given birth. So that was a wild, wild little time. Um, but yeah, we gave, um, we only had four females from the babies. So three of them went to our friends and we kept one of them. So then we had three females and then the 10 boys went, uh, they, we, we put them, uh, the pet shop took them back. Um, and then sold them to other people. Uh, but like once they were old enough yeah, to live yeah, with yeah, our yeah, mom, yeah. like we kept them for a while. Yeah. Oh, it was the cutest ah. time. It was the cutest time. No, I don't, I, in the nicest way possible, I don't find rats cute. They're amazing. They're actually incredible. I'm sure they are, but I just don't find so them cute. And they're so clever. I'm more of a dog man name. myself. Well, I'm a dog person myself as well, but I can also be a rat person while I'm a dog person. Hmm. Yeah. Much like the yeah. kid in <laughs> The Curious Incident of a Dog in the Nighttime. <laughs> um, was as well a rat person and then a dog person. He was, but he was hunting, looking for his dog, wasn't he? That was that's the point. No, no, there was someone else's dog. I don't know. Yeah, someone else's dog had died, and then he got a puppy for himself at the end. That was his no, big no, no, present. But it's, it's the whole point is that it's his dog that's died. Am I? We, am I not? Am I wrong? I thought I think it was, you're wrong. I, I, I thought it was his dog that died. What was the point? His dog dies, and then he goes trying to find. Is that not it? I don't know. Because that's the because the pitch because the a dog dies know. in it. I know that. I don't know. I sat there angry, and then I sat there a bit excited because Rupert Grant was sat like in front of me, um, but but so I did not get much of the story. Fair. Yeah. Fair. Well, there you go. There's our there's, there's our, our least, least favorite, favorite shows, shows of all time. <laughs> very different reasons yeah. very different shows have you got any for this week have you got any life ad, other life advice I mean I was on there you've already given advice. a great oh damn I had like great life advice when I was walking and I was like this is great life advice I'll say today and I forgot it so you go first uh, I'll, I'll start with my recommendations because I haven't actually oh, thought go, of yeah, go for uh, so my recommendations for it's, it's one show it's a show that I am assisting on at the minute and helping uh, it is called Messiah it is about it's a show which is about the death of Fred Hampton, who is the head of the Black Panthers, about his suspicious death. That's cool. Yeah, it's, it's really good. It's 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 a show that says by Bear Trap Theatre. Uh, it's written by Paul B. Stannis and Jesse Britton. Uh, it's going to be on at Stratford Circus Arts Centre on the twenty seventh to the thirtieth of November. Uh, then it's on in Somerset and it's on in Wales, and then it comes back to London on the 5th and 6th of December at the Birdie Grants Arts Centre. So if you want to catch it in London, it's 27th to the 30th of November at Stratford Circus, then the 5th and the 6th of December at the Birdie Grant. Uh, get down to it, 
go watch it enjoy it it's a really cool show and it's a really important story so get to it that's my that's my recommendations for this week my recommendation will once again be that on the 26th me and my friend jen are producing a comedy night at the matchstick pie house so get down to that um i should get better at this section of this podcast and actually write down some recommendations before there's just so in. many shows to talk about I'm <laughs> only doing that this week because I'm like there's yeah. so many shows to talk about I, like, I might there as well is, just talk about yeah. one that I'm doing for this week um, as this week is much more about ourselves more than oh, anything really? else it so it makes sense life advice life advice life advice I honestly I'm, I always blank when I sit down but then like in life I'm like oh, this is such a great advice I yeah. should tell this to someone oh my god <laughs> Go on. I say think one. I, my, say I, one of your. Oh, I feel really bad because I listened back to last week's episode and you were like, appreciate your friends. And I was just like, Ugh, whatever. <laughs> friends. No, but that was really genuinely good advice. My, my, I think my one, my one for this week is actually, again, it's a theatre related bit of life advice, I think. Right. And it's because it was a bit of advice to one of my friends gave once when I was like stressed about something and trying to get work done. And he, was, he just stopped me and went, whoa, whoa, Josh, it's just a play. I'd always remember that. It's just a play. Whenever you're doing a show and you get stressed okay. and it seems really difficult, it seems like it's never going to end or it's never going to happen, just remember, it's just a play. Yes, all the important things, like, of course, it's important for all of us and we love it and we, this is what we do and like theatre is important and plays are important. But at the same time, it's just a play. Don't kill yourself. It's, don't kill yourself over it. It's like it's, it's a play. You, it, we're all fine. And that applies to pretty much everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My life advice is that I have a suggestion to you. If you want to create something and you're like, ooh, I want to create something, but I also don't want to make the effort to look good, I suggest you create a podcast because I look garbage right now, but you can't even tell. <laughs> this is my favorite part of having an audio-based uh content as the old saying goes you've got a face for radio as they as they say <laughs> love not it that's actually i'm not saying like yeah whatever i'm because no, they hung me as well so i'm not today. saying it yeah, yeah fair it's been fair. a long day it's been a long, <laughs> been a long day. day um so what are we, are we do we know so what we're going to watch next week or we don't like we need to stop this and go to the theater right now um oh yes yes we're watching the show tonight. yeah exactly um but so this episode's coming out on Friday, as you can probably tell. Um, and then as of the next episode, it's going to start coming out on Tuesdays. Mm. So make sure you got your Tuesday tunes ready. I don't know. <laughs> It'll be changing it to Tuesdays yeah. is what we're going to do. Yeah, so we're again, changing it to Tuesdays. The aim of it is because we realize we're trying to give you recommendations of things to go and watch yeah. or like giving reviews on shows. So it makes more sense to give it to you at the beginning of the week so then you can have the week to go yeah. and watch it. So it makes exactly. more sense. And hopefully you, you, you like it being on a Tuesday as well. Yeah. But, uh, but that's all that's from us, us this week. Yeah. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Uh, like, share, subscribe, share the yeah. love and all that sort of stuff. Retweet. Um other things <laughs> I don't know follow us oh, all on give Twitter give us stars can can they give us stars oh, I, I, don't, I don't know if you if can, you can give us some stars give us some of those <laughs> uh, but that's that's it all from us this week thank you very much guys bye see you next week bye bye bye